0: It's the Bomber Brothers Podcast with Ryan and Sean Chichester. Swung on and driven a deep left. For the live, she is gone. and Judge. line one right down the line. Swung on and line to right center field. It is a face hit. Grounding third. Scoring kind of from left And the Yankees win the ball game with two in the
1: bottom of the ninth. Hit in the air to left center. It is high. It is far. It is gone. It's a grand slam. Oh, a Stantonian home run. Talking all things Yankees baseball. Alright, hello everybody. Let's do this again another bomber brothers podcast sean ryan back to talk more yankees baseball more crappy yankees baseball as the team continues to slide losers of eight of ten they went two and seven on what was a terrible road trip from hell but um if you want to keep fueling your angers and concerns about the yankees and listen to us twice a week make sure you rate review and subscribe brought to you by wfan and Odyssey Sean uh how, how you feeling terrible just terrible man
0: um what a what a rough series um and it's a shame too because we got the ikf game finally in in this series and that Saturday night was a really fun baseball game but Friday was painful and Sunday was excruciating when you just have that wet noodle of an offense and then you have the in the middle of that putrid performance the uh the a-rod and jeter talk on on espn2 was was extremely awkward and and also tough to watch just like the just like the yankees offense was this weekend and i mean last night i think was the worst offensive performance the team has had this this season and i know they've they've been no hit (laughs) <laughs> I mean, um they like they had two singles and like after that they had one batted ball in play that was that was had an expected batting average of over 300 i believe and that was it and it was just terrible they were making terrible contact and i don't know i felt like they swung and missed there were a lot of pitches this series especially in the the uh extra innings on friday um a lot of balls were were right there, and I understand stuff plays, but I, I felt like now they're just in their heads because they're missing pitches right down the chute. And, uh, yeah, something something needs to change uh, here with the offense pretty quickly. Um, really, I mean, I know IKF had a really good game on, on on Saturday, but I don't know about you, but Donaldson is swinging through a lot of pitches. Hicks is a non-factor. Torres looks like he's completely abandoned his approach from the first half and, and is is pulling off the ball quite a bit lately. Um I I I think, you know, we need to need need to see a little bit, or not a little bit. My thing, I know we need to see more out of, out of these players or maybe it's time to give Floreal a look in, in center. Maybe it's time to bring up I mean Peraza keeps knocking the cover off the ball. He had what, two triples and a homer the other day. So, I don't know.
1: Yeah, well, we're going to have to wait another 3 or 4 days before he gets called up because they're not going to do it before the uh, service time clock.
0: Yeah, I know, I know that. But what about bringing up Florial now? What do you think about that? I mean,
1: I would Le, love LeCastro it. Castro
0: or Hicks stink.
1: Yeah, they're both terrible. I mean, well, Castro made a nice catch um, at the wall last night. Good for him, but he can't hit. Hicks is... Um, I don't know, we, we've we've been on this podcast so many times talking about how Hicks is looking better and Hicks is on a bit of a good run and you think maybe he's going to get it back. And in, in reality, we haven't seen Hicks play any consistently good baseball since 2018. And a lot of that's because of injuries. I understand that. But, I mean, we're also just four years removed from any kind of consistently productive Hicks. And um, I'm through waiting or thinking that anything else is going to come of Hicks other than being incredibly streaky or just mainly bad I think this is just who he is I mean I know I know there was plenty of promise when he first got here because of what he showed when he was healthy but now even when he is healthy we're talking about this has been a full healthy season and he's been he's been bad and trending towards worse lately as we get into the, the downstretch of the the season when. He should be putting that wrist injury even further behind him. And then when he was mainly healthy before the wrist injury last year, he was really bad. So, yes, Floriel, bring him up, sure. Um, it's not really an inspiring move for me just because Floriel has been bad every time he's come been called up. And I know he's a former hype prospect. I just don't uh, – it won't really bring me too much excitement other than we get to watch somebody other than Hicks. So, sure, bring him up at this point try anything cuz this offense looks terrible they've scored 3 runs or less in each of the last 5 games like you said they looked god awful last night i mean michael waka i know he's been good i know he's um i know he's given a lot of these yankees hitters troubles in the past but this is his first start since since june and the yankees are just doing everything they can to help him coast through coast through this game what was he Oh, at 40 pitches or something through four perfect innings or something like that. It was like he was on pace to have one of the most economical games I've ever seen.
0: Like yeah, at least was, at least
1: make them work a little bit. And then when the offense does make somebody work like Eovaldi in the in the series opener, then they let him off the ropes like they've done to the pitcher so many times through this stretch and then they can't get anything else going. They put themselves, and I know this is on Holmes and the bullpen and which has its own problems now. But I mean you you have you, you get Evaldi's pitch count up and start getting ready to get into uh into that Boston bullpen, but then you let him off the ropes and he goes six innings, even though you had even though you had eight hits and then and then Holmes gives it up. But a two one lead in the ninth inning at Fenway, it's not more times than not, not going to get it done. I mean, it was just a bad showing by the offense as a whole. And like you said, um, Torres is a a huge, huge concern. He was knocking the cover off the ball through what was it like early to mid July? I would yeah, say like heading into the All Star break, we were like he should be an All Star exactly. And since then, he's batting one fifty eight with a four forty five OPS, and that's through twenty three games. That's a decent chunk of a season and it's a pretty big sample size and he's been terrible and now we've got now we've got Lemehu batting battling foot stuff which yankee fans are all too familiar with because because of Luke Voigt. I'm I'm kind of excited. If Voigt led the league in
0: home runs over the year he battled foot <laughs> stuff <laughs> might become Babe Ruth. No, that that sucks and I think it's off his drive leg too and and he hasn't looked right the last couple of games so maybe it's
1: yeah and he said he's He said he's been battling this for five days or something like that. So now he's got to go through imaging, and with the way things are right now, wouldn't be surprised if we get an update in a few hours. And they're like, "Oh, MRI reveals that TJ LeMahieu has no right foot." Yeah, and and he's gone. And Stanton's supposed to start a rehab assignment this week. Hopefully that happens. They badly need his bat back. I mean with how he hits against the Red Sox with all these close games this week. And he could have been a huge difference maker. So they definitely missed him, but the rest of the lineup without him has to, has to start doing something. I mean, if, if they, if they had ruined, if they had um, not taken advantage of IKF hitting his first ever first home run as a Yankee, and then a safety squeeze, bunt, it would have been even worse, but they still found a chance to ruin another good Domingo Herman start of all people, which is super frustrating when they get any kind of efficiency out of him. I mean, six innings and one run allowed from herman That's the second straight start and they can't get a win because the offense isn't doing a thing. So it's, uh, it's been, it's been frustrating. I did not enjoy watching much of this. And of course the one fun game I is the one I did not watch live because I was at a Goo Goo Dolls concert. Well, why don't you slide from the best? From the Yankees best are sliding ever, from the best
0: team ever to still ten
1: games up because the Blue Jays don't want to
0: win anymore either.
1: Um, yeah, speaking of yeah, speaking of Jeter on the KRA, they need to send the Blue Jays a gift basket for
0: yeah being
1: so bad during this stretch because they somehow still have a double digit lead. Um, yeah, for sure. The,
0: the first game was. I don't normally think like this when I'm watching a game but around the 7th inning you can feel that they were probably going to lose that game. It was a weird feeling to me just they had wasted so many opportunities and you have this whole home's dynamic. I just felt like wow there's so much working against them in this game they haven't taken advantage. And also, like, Friday was different to me than Sunday. Obviously, the Yankees scored two runs. Well, big offensive performance. But the Yankees had hit the ball hard quite a bit on, on Friday into outs, even in extra innings. Rizzo, um, I think mm-hmm. the highest expecting batting average of the game was on Rizzo's line out in extras. Um, but the Yankees had hit the ball hard a couple times just into, you know, the Red Sox made some good plays. And, um, that you know, that happens. But... um, you know they, they they didn't tack on, and then you get to Holmes, and you know I I thought Holmes should have been three batter minimums in in that inning. Um, I know I know you you think oh it's your closer, but he's been showing signs for a while now, and I think they need to uh, either phantom IL stint him or or you know just give him a a week just to kind of reset and figure it out. I don't know what he looks like in his bullpens, but his his control is horrible. And uh, and he w- walks himself into trouble more times than not. Now, I mean, are you are are you of the mindset that we're going back to Chapman? Like I, that's that's what I'm
1: afraid. what I'm afraid of. I, uh, I mean, I, it it's it's scary. But Chapman's looked fantastic. Yes, yeah, Chapman, time, Chapman yeah. has looked a lot better. But uh, look, I mean, we've talked about this before. Chapman could look dominant through the rest mm-hmm. of the regular season, and I will still be petrified if he's on the mound. In the ninth inning of a playoff game, but no, you're right. I mean, right now, if you ha- if I had to pick, I would. God, I can't believe I'm even saying this, but yeah, I would pick Chapman over Holmes right now in the ninth inning, because now it's Holmes who can't find the plate, which is what Chapman usually struggles with. Um, I thought giving Efros a try was was a good idea by by Boone in the ninth because he's been really good with the Cubs all year, and he's great I- just for the for the gifts. Yeah, <laughs> his reactions are legendary. Yeah, we've got our own uh, new generation of of Jabba. <laughs> but yeah, I mean Holmes I, I mean I know we we could say like Boone or us could say oh you know, he's our closer, we got to stick with him, but I don't I don't know if Holmes is our closer. He he was dominant from the, the trade last year up until a couple months ago, but I mean the Yankees are getting to a, a point right now where they need to start not just getting back on track, but also getting a better feel for how they want to deploy their, their bullpen in October. And if this is how Holmes is, you you can't afford to be toying with these experiments of, Oh, maybe he'll, maybe he'll come out of it. Maybe, maybe he won't. So I'm, I'm ready to give Chapman a try. Uh, Keep, keep rolling Efrost out there. But, but like you said, I think it's time to, maybe some kind of phantom phantom il stint for Holmes. it's certainly been a bummer watching him decline the way he has because just because of how dominant and fun he was to watch earlier in the season but it's uh yeah hasn't hasn't been great you look at his uh in-zone percentage by month through this season and it's just a steady decline through the months bottoming out at 35.6% uh in July. It's actually been a tick up in August, smaller sample size, but yeah, I'm uh I'm ready ready to go ahead roll roll Chapman out there see if he can find regain his early 2021 form. Even even if it's not um
0: even if it's not in IL stint. In 2017, they demoted Chapman. Remember, he was pitching in mm-hmm. the seventh, like even when they had that brawl against the Tigers, he was pitching at the time and it was like the 6th or 7th inning. But he eventually refound it and eventually became the closer again. And aside from the one game in Houston, he pitched really well in the 2017 postseason. And oh yeah. You know, I I think they they need to really think about we can't keep running this back over and over again because we're they've lost games they should have won and there's a lot of good options down there like Afros. i honestly just you know i've only watched a pitch with the yankees and i don't i don't know what else he brings to the table but he was fine in his thing i i love wandy i think wandy's got the uh wandy's got the mental makeup to be a closer or to to he do not he doesn't care man he's out there he's just he's like he reminds me of Nestor, where he just has confidence and and you know maybe not the best stuff but he has the mindset for it or you just st- go with chapman and you know see what see what happens but there's enough guys there where they can kind of figure this out um and you know you got to start straightening out holmes you gotta start straightening out good too i mean he he's lewise is showing signs of getting back on track which i think is is huge but um we gotta we gotta figure the bullpen out there's there's so many pieces i think the rotation is what the rotation is you have to work out the bullpen and they need to fix the lineup so they have two huge tasks ahead of them in a month and a half to do it um so and you know we we gotta see what what I know they're not going to bring up Peraza in, until they can manipulate his service time. But at this point you, you can't keep rolling out a bunch of zeros at, at a short third and center. You got to start making some changes in my opinion, even if Stanton comes back, you're still going to have at least three spots in the lineup. Uh, I would even say three and a half because anytime you don't have Trevino catching, you're not, you know, I mean, I know Higgy hit a Homer last week, but you know, you, you got to start kind of plugging those holes with something that can, something that produces
1: results. Well, that's what, that's what I think should be a concern as we get closer to the playoffs is that, you know, you, all right. So for shortstop, there is a potential solution, at least in our minds, you know, call up Peraza. He's been tearing it up at, at AAA. The Yankees clearly value him a lot. So bring him up, take over IKF spot. Although with, how much they love IKF that Saturday performance probably bought him another two months of immunity. But beyond, beyond that, I I know you said Floreal, but I don't know how much he's going to move the needle despite how bad Hicks has been. I mean, he hopefully, you know, he could, we could maybe, even if it's for a week or so, we can get a Greg Allen type situation or, or whatever may happen, but Outside of that, like I don't know what's what solution is there for Donaldson at third? I don't I don't know who else could come in and and help out in that regard. Thankfully it seems like Benintendi is performing performing better, but just for some of these positions like shortstop and third or center field, I guess they're waiting on Bader too, but it just doesn't seem like there's any immediate impact solutions that they could they could turn to. And it's almost like they're just going to have to keep waiting it out and hoping some of these guys turn it around. And this late in the season, I don't really have confidence in, in that possibility, like IKF and Donaldson on the left side of the infield and Hicks in center. If that's what scares me is that if that's what the Yankees decide to roll out there in October and in the playoffs, I I can't even see this team lasting six games against a team like the Astros in a seven game series. Oh yeah.
0: And you know, I I think like there's a common refrain of like, oh, well, once Stanton gets back this, I mean, Judge has been, I know he didn't have the best series overall this, this weekend, but. I mean, yeah, he never goes at Fenway. He still getting on base. And I mean, it. so Judge was red hot going into this series before Rizzo's back acted up. He was swinging the bat really well. So it's not like, oh. Uh because they don't have protection, Stan uh Rizzo and Judge have you know have been cool. They they were doing well. You're just you're adding one bat to the lineup, which is big, but after you go, let's say LeMayhu, Judge, Rizzo, Stanton, after that, what excites you in the lineup when you're when you're at full strength? Um, um Torres used to be one of those, but not anymore. He's yeah, like terrible. And I mean, I know it stinks to have lost Matt Carpenter, and we probably didn't spend enough time on this last episode because we were just so angry over the way that the yeah. next two games went. Uh, myself more than you. but <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting there. Uh, I know you're angry on the inside and you just don't want you know, you're a lot more controlled than I am. Um, but I think you know, I, you can't be like, oh, well, we lost carpenter is, was a bonus. he was he was sprinkles on the Sunday, like you weren't, and they were really good sprinkles, but you weren't expecting that. And you knew that uh, Gallo was volatile, so it's not like you know what I mean. But af- after those top four, who who are you getting excited about? I mean, Benintendi, he's he's a slap hitter. He, I mean, it, you know, he's not going to do any real damage. It, no. it's, it, it, it's even when they get Stanton back, it's a bad situation, is what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned you mentioned Judge and that he didn't have a great series. We he did have. Did have the home run, and I feel like that's been such a formula for losing. Like we think about '96 and Joe Torre's quote-unquote formula, and I feel like a formula for the Yankees has become: you know, the offense doesn't do much, but Judge hits a home run in in a big spot or in a close game, and then the bullpen blows it. I mean, we I feel like we've seen it so many times during this stretch. We saw it in the series finale against the Mariners um we saw it on well that that was Higgy hitting the big homer oh yeah well yeah but Judge had a home run big home run too in the same inning and then on Friday we saw it's like Judge does something incredible like what, what are we becoming the Angels all of a sudden like back when Mike Trout would do all these incredible things and they'd still find a way to lose and now now we're seeing that now we're seeing that with Judge and it's become and just because of how bad the Yankees have been it's I don't know. It's definitely been harder for for me, at least, to enjoy what Judge is doing. I mean, this guy's at forty six home runs, and we're we just hit mid August. Like he is, he is has a very very good chance of breaking the breaking Maris's record. But all we can do right now is sit here and talk about how terrible the Yankees look and how far they've dropped off from where they were. You know six weeks ago, two months ago, and wondering what the hell they can do to to fix it,
0: yeah. I mean, I think you um, you know, you see with with the way the bullpen is that it's hard to enjoy moments that slightly put you up because you know, and it's not just like, oh, I have a negative attitude about the team, but you know, like, Albert Abreu is not to be trusted. Clay Holmes is no longer to be trusted. Like it's like I have some question marks that are about to enter this game, so I'm not going to get too too excited yet. You know, it's like you you, you want to kind of brace yourself because of of the the who you're running out and you know I I I went off about it last week. I think some of this comes back to to the manager and who he's deploying moving forward. If the Yankees are winning a, a close game, it should be no more. We're going to try this guy out, like. Go with go with your horses that that are are performing steadily, and in the games that that you're blowing out, you can you can work homes back into it. You can give Abreu some innings, or if you're even if you're losing, but when you have the wins in hand, go with go with your guys. Like I'm just, it they can't they can't keep giving away wins, and and they gave away, uh, what three the uh, first game of the Cardinal series was it or I think it was the first game of the Cardinal series. Um, um right yeah, yeah, yeah Holmes blew that they gave away a game in the Mariner series and they gave away um the first game of of this series they gave away three wins they went yep. two and they went two and seven they could have been uh they could have been five and four
1: Would well, it felt a lot it felt a hell of a lot different,
0: yeah, I mean it wouldn't have been great, but it would have been good played over five hundred on the road against um you know two playoff teams. And and the Red Sox are terrible, so this loss concern. This series was was frustrating, even though they did win a game. But but yeah, you know,
1: no, what do you, I mean? Some yeah, our Nacho too. He he's been good. What is he doing in AAA? I would yes. I I don't know why he's still down there. They absolutely should call him up. He looked very good at the major league level. His whole time up here, and he if they called on him instead of I mean, you can probably name me three relievers in the bullpen right now, and I would probably feel better about about Marinaccio.
0: And Certainly. Clark Schmidt
1: has been call him up. Yeah. No. I'm totally imagine agree. if you have
0: Marinaccio as a one inning guy, and then you could use Schmidt as as two to three innings. You know, a starter doesn't go so long. Now all of a sudden, we're talking.
1: Speaking speaking of the starters, and I was just talking about how the Yankees have kind of been ruining. Some fun home run chasing by Judge, but I mean, we we had Cole's dominant night in Seattle. They couldn't do anything about that, and they lose in thirteen innings. Two straight starts I mentioned from Herman. Tyone looked strong again on Sunday, and they can't do anything with that too. I mean, how many times did we sit on this podcast and talk about how concerning the rotation is, and now it seems like the rotation is. For the most part, getting back on track, Nestor's still been great. He had that um, great start against against the Mariners in, in the finale, and they couldn't do anything with that. And, and yeah, last night, no different. Ty, uh, Tyone, Tyone looked good. He went seven innings, only allowed three runs. I mean, honestly, that home run to Devers wasn't even that terrible of a pitch. A great it was pitch. <laughs> literally tucked right in the – Um, high and inside corner of the strike zone and Devers was just clearly sitting fastball and turned on it. So, but other, other than that, he looked, he looked fantastic. He
0: was like leaned back when he hit that, he really pulled those hands in. I've only, I saw Daniel Murphy hit a home run like that. I remember once where he like, it it was, it was really cool, but I mean, not for us, but it was a really impressive piece of hitting and Man, I I'm, I'm going to say two things that are true. Tyone giving up 3 runs in 7 innings at Fenway Park. That's awesome. Good for you. That that's a really good start. The Yankees scoring 5 runs over how many innings did, did they that they play this series? Uh, they had because they played it's one extra inning. Yeah. That's terrible. Oh, yeah.
1: Terrible. It's Fenway. But and, and also the and also the game last night only took like two hours and fifteen minutes. A Yankee Red Sox game on Sunday night baseball. We should have been feeling good about that after. But instead we gotta be talking about another loss. Yep. Yeah. I mean, look, what else can you
0: say about it? They need to, you know, there there's there's options of of things they could do to fix the bullpen. The lineup I I agree is a little less less straightforward. But I would I would give personally give Floreal a real look here. I mean, what otherwise? What is what is the point of Flor- Florial? So, g- give him give him a couple weeks just to see what he's. It can't be any
1: worse than Hicks. No, I'm. I mean, yeah, you can. So you could hope that Florial can come up and post better than a 650 OPS and a 220 batting average, which I I think he he could do. I don't know. I mean, again, he hasn't showed much in his times when he has been called up, but it's always been short spurts. And I know he's battled injury too a lot in recent years. So we'll see. We'll see if they, we'll see what they do. But there are, there are some, some internal options, whether it be him, Peraza, Marinaccio, Schmidt. I think those are all AAA players that I'd certainly be willing to, to give, to give a look. What could it hurt right now? Something like the Yankees are playing well. It's not like they're hitting well as a lineup. So maybe some, inject some youth into it for a spark i don't know but they but they need something yep speaking of
0: uh i don't really have anything else to say on this series it's stunk the yeah. ikf game was awesome we didn't really talk about that but i mean it was again it was up uh, except for the the ikf homer and then the bump play a couple nice escapes out of the bullpen and yeah yeah. sterling's
1: call did not disappoint for ikf but no no and i'm glad that he was able to hit one where he actually knew it was going to be gone and could flip his bat and actually enjoy hitting a a home run i'm sure he forgot what that felt like after so long and we give him a lot of a lot of crap on this podcast which i think rightfully so because he's been he's been bad and a lot of it is also geared towards just the yankees themselves for continuing to make him an everyday player but very glad to see him come through. Hope hopefully it it continues. Yeah. But uh, you know, moving on,
0: I just was curious and I, I guess really moving on, but what did you think? We, know, we did the whole captain series, which was awesome. Did you come away from the K rod Derek (laughs) Jeter interview with any new insights on the captain? What did you think about that? Uh,
1: No, I mean, like, like we, like we hypothesized after we reacted to the captain finale that, them getting together in studio probably meant that they had that conversation that Jeter and Hannah hinted that him and a rod would have in terms of squashing the beef. Uh, So I don't know what I take away from it is they obviously did have that conversation. They talked about it and said that, that it was about a month and a half ago that they talked. And that was probably in Jeter's mind Uh, his way of saying hey no hard feelings i don't want you to carry this around anymore and i don't want to carry it around anymore let's just let it go and move on and to a rod it was probably like oh like this is my opportunity to get a a best friend back or something but obviously they're never going to get back to that point so i don't know it was just a little awkward because you could see like how much or how enthused a rod was in this conversation and telling all these like Stories and like reaching over to Jeter and being, I, you know, you probably remember this, but like we haven't talked about this. And like Jeter's kind of awkwardly sitting there at times being like, and I just wanted to like let him know there were no hard feelings. And now like he's taking it to a completely different level. That was just kind of how I took it. It was definitely awkward at times, but to be honest, there were also some parts that like I, I enjoyed a little bit. Like, I don't know, I thought A Rod told a perfectly fine story about Jeter's empty fridge, which I thought was kind of funny. And like, those kind of things I thought, I thought were good, but uh, other than that, just just a, a fair amount of, of awkwardness and typical Jeter answers, and a whole lot of A Rod talking about his regrets while Jeter just kind of sat there. Yeah,
0: I thought I felt like it was, you know, I heard a good good quote once: like forgiveness is relieving someone of their debt, and like reconciliation is restoring. Your relationship back to where it was. I think Jeter forgave A Rod, but they weren't reconciled. You know what I mean? Like Jeter was like, "We're we're cool," like, but we're not like that anymore. And like you said, A Rod was like, "I'm going to keep touching you, and we're going <laughs> to act like we're best friends." It was very uncomfortable at times because you could see Jeter was not not feeling it, and A Rod wanted to keep talking, and Jeter was just like staring out into space. It was it was it was uncomfortable, and and A Rod is kind of an uncomfortable person to watch. I, I feel like, but. Uh yeah. yeah I I I kind of feel like Jeter was like we're cool but we're not back to where we were and and like you said Arod was like oh here we, here we go and uh you know it, it made for a weird dynamic but uh yeah it was interesting and I mean Jeter sounded really when they asked about regrets and he said oh four, oh one in the marla like he sounded devastated when he talked about that that to me was 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 like there was hurt in his voice when he said that and then just a rod went on his whole, whole yep. rant. But, uh But, yeah, that was that was interesting for sure.
1: Yeah. Then they had Clemens on a few minutes after that, but I, I didn't I didn't stay tuned in tuned in for that one. Me neither. <laughs> All right. Um, Rays, Yanks. I don't think we have the probables for Tampa Bay just yet. But well, to, no, well, two. Well, so we got not Cole. in the opener.
0: Yeah, we got Cole and then we got Cortez Springs and Herman Kluber. So, they you know, the Tuesday Wednesday are total toss-ups. Got to yeah. win tonight. Yeah. Got to win tonight. I can't take this anymore. I just for my own sanity, they got to win tonight.
1: <laughs> We're in must win Monday mode back uh back from a terrible road trip. Ten game lead in the division, but you're right. It still does feel like they they like have to win and get this started off on on a better note. Maybe they're taking on Springs in Game Two, who hasn't allowed more than three runs in a start since the middle of June. So he could be tough, but luckily they have Nestor on the mound, and he's been he's been fantastic. And then in the finale, you've got Herman, who's obviously a a mixed bag, though he's somehow turned in two straight. Good starts. And then Kluber on the mound for the Rays, who the Yankees almost got to at the trop. Um, That was another case of them. I felt like they let somebody off the hook. Um, So we'll see how they fare against him. But looking at Kluber's stats of late, his last start, he allowed seven runs on 10 hits and five and two-thirds against the Orioles. And that does not mean what it used to mean because the Orioles, the Orioles are, are a good team now. But still, that's that's a rough start. So the Yankees should should be able to uh to take advantage. And hopefully being back home helps. And hopefully taking on a much more, I'd say, mediocre raised team than than we're used to facing in recent years helps as well. But this is this is still an important stretch, I think, because now you're facing the two teams that are neck and neck for second place. I know they're still 10 games back and Rays are like 10 and a half or something, but you're, you're facing those two teams, Toronto and Tampa Bay, for the next seven games. So hopefully they can right the ship and at least keep this same distance in the division by the time it's over so you can get more into a mode where it's not as consequential when you're sending out certain bullpen arms and trying to get a better feel for, you know, what your totem pole of trust is going to be come come October. So I think that's what's most important for the Yankees the rest of the way is get things turned around, keep a very safe and comfortable distance in in the division so you can start figuring out what is going to be your optimal October approach. Yeah, I mean they built up the big lead but they're they're playing terrible baseball
0: now and they need to get back to playing good baseball if they want to do anything in in october not even win a world they don't want to win a round they have to start playing a lot better and um you know hopefully that that starts tonight i'm nothing has changed so i i don't know if if it will but um yeah they they really need to start i think for their own sanity start turning around because you can see they're tight like they're they've Mm -hmm. they're 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 playing under a lot of stress, like I think you could see it in the players' faces at this point, that that they're really feeling the the pressure. um And I'm sure it's really frustrating to have been the best team in baseball for you know two and a half months, and then for the last two months to be under 500 team. That that's got to suck. And I'm sure a lot of guys take responsibility for that. I don't think that their effort level has has changed. But I mean, you could you know you could just see like the the cracks and. If they have a stretch of good baseball here, those cracks are gonna be uh, you know, gonna be filled in. So we'll, you know, we'll see. But um offense needs to show up this series. I think that um they have some tough matchup, you know, a tough matchup Tuesday and and whatnot, but one of Donaldson Hicks or or Torres has to has to come back to life. Like one of those has to happen if the Yankees are gonna have any success without making any changes. So we'll see. But I'll I'll give the belt last week or the Red Sox series to Hicks. I'm not Hicks. I'm not sorry. IKF. IKF. Yeah, <laughs> I saw IKF because that was that was a cool moment and a cool game for him. Unfortunately, he got sandwiched around two really bad losses. But um, but yeah, it was really good for him. And you know, his family had dealt with some total nonsense by asshat Yankee fans. Um, what else is new? Don't do that kind of crap. Um, but yeah, so I'll give it to IKF, and then. Uh, for this series against the Rays I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Nestor I think Nestor has it might outduel Springs and surprise us.
1: All right I'll stick with the pitchers and, and go Cole and say Cole gets the Yankees back on track with a with a really good start tonight and get a get this home stand off off to a good start and hopefully on their way to a better performance than what they did on the road because that was that was pretty terrible and pretty frustrating and uh yeah hopefully, Hopefully happier vibes when we come back next time. But uh, in the meantime, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Get ready for this big stretch run as the Yankees inch closer to October baseball. Hopefully they start playing more like a team deserving of playing October baseball. So we'll see what happens. But thanks for listening. And we will be back after this Tampa series. Let's go, Yanks.